Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I am so happy to be back. So happy to be here feeling fresh, the new moon energy too, all in alignment with the new year. It feels really, really good. And yeah, I'm feeling really glad to be here. I have a special guest for today. The first time that I do a collaboration through my podcast and who else than Callie, my little sister, most of you who follow me would know who she is. Those who don't, you're about to be introduced to the other half of me, the Yang to me. I'm very feminine. She takes the masculine role. And I mean, we both have both within, but in a twin flame dynamic, she is the masculine and I'm the feminine. And I'm really excited. It just made sense to have her be the first on the podcast. So hello, Cal. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited to be back on a podcast because I used to podcast. If you guys already knew that already or not. Um, but I love podcasting. It feels like very natural for me. So I'm really excited you invited me on to come back into this realm. So thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. I honestly forget sometimes. And I think it's funny that it went from you podcasting to me podcasting. And I mean, so many people have mentioned that they want to hear you again. So this is the best way, I guess. Bring them on, bring the people what they want. Yes, I'm back. Hi guys. (laughs) So for those listening, I guess you can start off by telling them a little bit about yourself. As people know who are listening, this is really flowy. I don't edit. I like it to be very much in the present moment, what we're feeling. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do, what you're going to be doing, how you do it, all the things. So I'm Callie. If you guys don't know me already, Heaven already kind of introduced me. I'm her sister, my twin flame her twin flame, not my twin flame. Oops. I guess it's all the same, right? Because it's one big old soul, but, um, who am I? Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. I feel like that question always stumps me. Who am I? I'm right now going through a big transition in my life. I graduated university in, oh, it's a new year now. So last year in April, And that's really the question I was confronted with. Like, who are you and what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of took a big dive into the coaching realm. I knew I kind of wanted to do something different, work for myself. And I did a coaching certification, hypnotherapy certification, all that kind of stuff. And I loved it. And I still do love it. But I went through a little bit of a hard time because I just didn't know what I wanted. And I felt really confined to all these different boxes and rules and how I had to do things. So, um, I just started working another job and now I mean, full circle, this is kind of like a ramble, but I'm coming back to my business more inspired than ever to figure out, you know, what I want to do, putting myself out there. So who am I as of right now? I am a mindset and energy coach coming back into the game. Mm -hmm. I've been gone for a while, still working with some clients behind the scenes, but that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, Why I'm doing it is because I really enjoy the work. I enjoy self-development work. I really enjoy energy work Mm -hmm. and spirituality. And I think it's really important to love what you do and not just do it to help other people because that kind of goes with passion. Like if you are doing something just for others, it's not really passion. Right. Um, and yeah, 
I guess that's a little intro. I love it. And it just goes, it goes to show and prove too what I mean with like you taking that yang stance. I find the yin is all about holding space and guiding through intuition. And you're like, let's reprogram the mind. Let's take action. And I just totally love it. I love it so much. Um, so that'll lead us into the next question that I had was what was the hardest thing that you went through in the last year? So this is actually a great question because I kind of touched on this when I came back to Instagram a few weeks ago and I was gone off my Instagram, my social media platforms and my coaching business for a long time because genuinely I was feeling so uninspired from all of these boxes I had put myself into and all these beliefs that I had that to be a coach, you had to be this, you had to do this, you had to work a certain way. And I felt hopeless. Genuinely, it led me into this whole spiral of, do I like this? What am I doing? Am I passionate about this? Um, Is this a way to make money? It felt hard to make money because I wasn't passionate about it. And, you know, I was feeling really, really um, just off balance. Mm -hmm. Like my whole energetic meridian system felt like clogged in every single corner possible because I was forcing things. I wasn't living in alignment. I wasn't happy. And I had to take a step back and figure out, okay, step by step, let's figure out what I can do to get my life back on track because I don't want to live like this. So I took a step back and evaluated what I needed to. I did end up working and I still am working a part-time job. And this is actually something I wanted to touch on on my Instagram, but I guess I'm here now. So I'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I did that is because one night I had this channel come through about how you can't create openly and in flow if you're in a lack mentality. And I always felt like I was trying to build and grow my business in a place where I'm just trying to make money. And it wasn't authentic. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do what everyone else was doing and not following my own passions. And it just led me feeling really like trash. So I figured (laughs) I need to go work somewhere um, to ground my root chakra, genuinely to provide security and safety that I've never felt in my life. Genuinely past the age, maybe 16. Yeah. And being 22, you know, supporting yourself, moving across the country after school, I have to take care of myself. Absolutely. So I did that. And it was great. And it's still great because it provides that foundation I need, but it still was a really hard time the past three months going through even like depressive episodes, stressful episodes, anxiety episodes, where I'm just like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Where am I going? What do I want to do? Um, Led me, you know, to trying to get a job, a full-time job, like a nine to five in my economics field, which I took in university. And that was, I think, like the catalyst I needed to break through this spiral I was in of genuinely crying every day over not liking my life, not feeling like I was able to create what I wanted to create and just feeling so stuck. Mm -hmm. And I applied for this job because I knew it was going to give me this financial security I wanted. And I told myself it didn't have to be forever. And immediately I applied for this job, got an interview five minutes later, got past two 
interviews and I knew I had it. I knew it. And then I got a call <laughs> saying, sorry, you didn't get it. Um, <laughs> Flap. <laughs> someone else actually has more experience in cold calling. Long story short, it was not the job I thought it was. It was extremely out of alignment. They mm-hmm. told me it was something that it wasn't and then come back to tell me they rejected me because I didn't have experience. And what they told me wasn't the job. So anyway, I was like happy. It felt like there was this weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, okay, well, the full-time job, I'm not getting it. I don't want it anymore because I want to go work for myself. Like I'm done. And it's what really pulled me out of the rut, which is very weird. It's a very weird catalyst, but genuinely, yeah, I guess that's kind of my ramble on that. (laughs) I think it's so important that you mentioned the grounding of the root. When a root is overactive, we're in a fear like state, everything within your life, you fear it. You are coming from lack, scarcity, all of the things, and that'll bleed into anything that you try to create, anything that you try to manifest and tap into. If your root is not grounded, everything else is out of alignment and everything you call in is out of alignment. And it's something that with my own coaching program, we start with the root. We're starting with the base. And quite literally, you know, with Reiki, we get to the root of things because that's where the growth happens. That's where the releasing happens. And it's really important because especially in today's society, it's all about making money. It's all about, honestly, maybe it's just who I surround myself with, but being an entrepreneur, we have to do spiritual things to become an entrepreneur because that's our whole circle that's not true at all. And it's not everyone's truth to have to only work in this field, in this realm, whatever that is, like it can mean whatever you want it to be, but we need to have that root grounded or else nothing else is going to flow. And it's a, it is a slap in the face when we want something really bad. In your case, you didn't even know what you wanted, but it wasn't that. And you're like, I don't know what it is. So grounding your root, feeling more secure. Now you've noticed that flow come into your life within your business with where you want your whole kind of career to go starting now, not maybe in 10 years yet, but just the starting point is so nice and feels really good. feels really, really good. Yeah. The root chakra is just so more than ever, I've realized it's so important. It's so important to feel safe when you're in a state of creating. And I'm just finishing up reading this book, Big Magic, where it's talking about creative living and genuinely like you need to not expect. And I mean, you can, this is up to you, but I really took this part from the book. You don't need to expect to make a living off of your creative passion Mm -mm. right away. And it doesn't provide a safe space to create when you expect that. And I needed that reality check before I had even read the book. I needed to put myself in a position where I felt safe to sit back and create and know that this creation was coming from love and from my heart and not from I need to pay my bills. And that's truthfully how society makes us seem like you can do both, but I think it's all a big balance and what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And on top of that society specifically, not society, but I think the whole coaching community, creative Mm -hmm. community and spiritual community will also make it seem like you're not allowed to go work a regular job, Absolutely, um, a matrix job, they might say. And, you know, I go in 
with a different intention. I go in with the intention that I'm not going to be at this job forever. Mm -hmm. I choose a sweet aligned job. I work at an all natural soap company. I mean, that's very aligned. And I get a discount. So love the (laughs) discount. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then I get discounts too. So it's great. And there's other perks, but I don't plan on being there forever. It's just going in with the intention that this is to ground me. And while I'm grounding myself, I want to be somewhere. I enjoy the environment, do doing something that's fun, not necessarily, you know, loving the wage, but knowing that the rest of my focus outside of this job is going towards building something greater that eventually I'll be able to let go of this. So that's been the whole big lesson here for me, which I really love. It really like what they're showing me is the four of pentacles tarot card where he's holding so tightly onto the pentacle, the man in the, in the card. And it's true when we hold on. Yes. When we hold on and we cling, think of how the energetics of business work when you're clinging and you're trying to sign clients and you're just trying to get people to come into your field. That's icky. That's like leaky energy. That's not, no one wants that kind of coach. No one wants that kind of energy. And it's, another reason why it's so important to ground and feel safe and release that needing through already being financially stable and then going in and creating like that is so important. And then that creates that space for expansion. And that's what people want within a business. So much expansion. Exactly. And before, when I was not working this job, I was putting so much pressure on myself, forcing myself to come out with these creative ideas to show up Mm -hmm. Um, I had nothing. My system was closed to creativity, to ideas, to the divine. I had nothing. And now that I'm grounded more, they flow in. It's so weird. Yeah. So that could be the advice too, for anyone listening, like get grounded guys, get grounded, get grounded. If you feel like you don't know what you want in this life, you don't know what creative ideas are waiting to be birthed and they're already within you. It's just about clearing the gunk out first, and then they are going to come out into fruition and just get really grounded. And I know you probably hear that all the time, but it is so important, especially with, you know, the environment that we're in right now, how life is, we can get up into our heads and start creating that anxiety. And it's really important to not allow those stories to be our reality. So important. Yeah. You have to tap out of that survival mode and and into stability and security. And the truth is it doesn't always come externally. And obviously money is super important to live. We need money to pay our bills, to be able to survive. But truthfully, um, security, stability, freedom, all feelings from within, every feeling is Mm -hmm. a feeling from within that you need to create within yourself if it doesn't already exist. Because if you don't, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much freedom, happiness, whatever on the external, you'll never actually feel it if it's not coming from within. Yes. And that's where it's so important to say like, I have enough already. I don't need more. More is always great. We love abundance over here. Like, heck yeah, bring it all in. But if you're in that mindset where you never have enough, then you won't ever have enough. And that could mean having a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account right now, you're always going to be seeking another vice, something else to bring in. And 
that's where I fully believe it starts internally. And I mean, that's where both of our work come into play, right? Like you with the mindset, me with the embodiment, it's important. It is so important. And I feel like, honestly, it's one of the biggest reasons why when you look out at people, especially those maybe in that lower to medium income line, they feel like they can't get on top because they're always needing more. They're always needing more. And that's not what it's about at all, at all. It's about creating it within. And once you do, like I've slowly been tapping into this because it is, it is really hard, especially if you look at your money mindset or where you came from or your, you know, generational line, it is hard to start tapping into it. But the second that you do, and you really sit with yourself and you feel it, oh, that's what we're here for. We're here to have you guys all feel in this type of way because it feels nice. (laughs) Yes. And money mindset is truly something I struggled with. I still do struggle with to Mm -hmm. this day. Um, And it's something I'm so passionate about and something I'm very much so incorporating into my work because it's something that people need to learn, especially as light workers, empaths, you deserve money. Let's switch your mindset and let's get it for you because you deserve it. Like, let's go. (laughs) Yes. We can create it ethically. And this is where I like to talk about money. Like money is not evil. It's the hands of who has the money that makes the decision and sets the intention. Money is neutral. Money is a resource that we can tap into and have flowing. And it's not the evil thing. I mean, we often hear that with society, like, Oh, money's evil. Money's the root of all evil. Definitely not. If it gets in the wrong hands, well, look at what's happening and manifesting, but that's not the case. And that's about reworking. And I love that you brought up what you're going to be starting to do. Can you tell us more about like now that you feel grounded and rooted and safe within your business, what you're creating? Because I know so many people will benefit from it. Of course. Yes. So I guess touching a little bit back on what I was talking about earlier, because this is such an important part of where I've come now. I was just confining myself to so many limiting beliefs, um, rules, boxes, all that existed only within my mind that I didn't even realize. For example, that I had to be a specific type of coach to bring in clients, to bring in money. Um, Just something that was so out of alignment with me. And I was forcing myself, you know, to be that really spiritual coach and that intuitive coach and connect people back with their intuition Yeah. No, I made that mistake because that's who heaven is. That's not who I am. Um, but I think it's just because of the community I started in with this journey, I felt pressured to have to do that, but I was only actually putting the pressure on myself. So now, um, no, I'm not going to be specifically niching in, you know, spiritual work. It's a huge part of my practice, but not in the way that my services are catered to connecting you with that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're more so related to mindset, energetics. So energetics in the way I love to study energy, but more on a scientific end of it. So looking, you know, into the quantum realm, how we can actually manipulate transmute energies um, and clear them out of our meridian system. It does relate back to Reiki to spiritual work. It's just more of the scientific end of things Mm -hmm. and specifically the mindset because mindset links directly with energy and the quantum because your thoughts create your vibration and that creates your reality. I guess that's kind of an easy way to explain it. I won't get into all the science (laughs) of it, but yes, working specifically 
with the subconscious mind, with the energetics to create a whole rewiring process for my clients, because the way to change your life is to rewire your mind and to do the energetic work. And that's what I truly believe because it's what's changed my life. So I'm incorporating all of my coaching practices from hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, time techniques, tapping, my just coaching certification with all of my other expertise in energetics, which I do, you know, extensive research on my own. I love to read. I have so much life experience in it at this point Mm -hmm. and all of that coming together to just help you guys reprogram, recode, rewire, whatever word you like. But I guess it's like the scientific side of what heaven does. And I love that so much. And as you even say all of that, it's so crazy to think even as coaches, what we're doing, it is so empowering, so empowering. Like, yes, we're doing, we're helping with the healing. We're being a guide. We're showing up for people when they feel like they have no one, we're supporting them. We are helping ground their root quite literally. Like that is our job, but we're also collapsing timelines because if you think about how long it took even you to get to this point where now you can teach it, that's why you're helping these people. And that's so incredible to me to like, because if you think about it specifically when people are investing in a coach, because that's a really big deal, the money they're like, is this going to come back? Um, yes. As I was mentioning earlier, money flows and we give it out and it comes back home to us, but we don't ever get time back. So to know that like you're here helping people reprogram themselves to become that better version of themselves, bringing them they're quicker. Oh my gosh. Like that is so, so cool. It makes me so like excited. I'm like, I think collapsing timelines is like the perfect way to put it. Because when I was just saying so much life experience, Mm -hmm. even I was hesitant for a second. I was like, okay, do I really though have that much life experience? And, you know, I've been on this self-development journey for like quite a few years now. So maybe compared to someone who's, um, you know, 50 or older, Mm -hmm. not the same experience, but I've completely dropped that limiting belief that I am too young to be a coach and to help because I've gone through so many different experiences. I've put the research in the work in the education, and I don't believe that just because I'm young, I can't help people, Mm -mm. you know, like, and I think that's something age is a big thing for everyone. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. It goes back in with the limiting beliefs and the mindset work. Right. But yes, collapsing timelines. It's like invest in a coach and you will get where you want to be way quicker than when you do it on your own, because sometimes people just have the wisdom and resources to do it. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. No, Getting help is powerful. And that's kind of what my business, what I'm doing is transmuting self-sabotage into self-mastery and self-power. And that's what we all need to do. We need to step into our next version selves and literally just enjoy this life, live this life, get what we want. Yes, absolutely. Okay. With that, I had a question for you. What, if, what would you tell yourself now? Like looking back, like what is one thing that you wish you knew at the beginning of your journey that you know now, but like, what is that one thing that you wish you knew then? Like a lesson that you've learned now hard, probably the hard way, but, (laughs) um, I think it would be, it's not even a harsh lesson. It's the lesson that whenever you think that, you know, everything already, you don't, (laughs) um, 
I think that's the biggest lesson for me because looking back a year ago, I thought I knew everything. And looking today, I don't think I know everything because I feel like I've learned this lesson or I'm learning this lesson. Mm-hmm. But we are constantly evolving. There is so much knowledge, power, education, um, experience to be lived in this world. And you are learning every single day and you are changing every single day. And as long as you keep this mindset, you are so powerful. We are not confined to this one identity, to this one box, to our past experiences, emotions, Mm -hmm. thoughts, programs. We're not. We're constantly changing and evolving. I could not agree more on that. And it's very humbling when, like, do I think I know everything about Reiki? Absolutely not. It is a consciousness. It's divine energy. I know a sliver of it. And that's my role here. And I've accepted that. And it's very humbling when you can come to that realization, like we don't know it all. We're not supposed to know it all. We're supposed to take the tools and live our lives to the best of our knowledge and feel good doing it. Be happy doing it. It should be good Mm -hmm. enough. Like I said, we always have enough. We always have it all that we need within. And that is enough. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, in the moment, I didn't think, oh, I know everything. You yeah. Know? It wasn't yeah. like that. It's just, it's almost a subconscious like, oh, well, I know what I'm doing right now. And then a year later, you look back and realize, oh, I actually knew nothing. And that's when that concept comes in where you did the best you could with the tools you had at the time. Absolutely. So you're constantly changing and growing and building this toolkit for the rest of your life to help others and yourself. Yeah. It's almost like too, what I'm seeing is like a glass roof where you feel like you're blocked because there's a roof there, but it's glass and you feel like you can see the other side, but you just don't know what that block is. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's just Mm -hmm. subconsciously you're holding on to like, okay, yeah, we're good. And that's enough. And I mean, you learn some things in life, like painting, for example, where you're like, Hey, I feel good with where I'm at and I don't want to learn more. And that's okay too. But I always say expand and, you know, as we're supposed to, we're going to, and it's a very, I feel like that's a very humbling lesson to learn (laughs) to carry with you forever. Oh yeah. Yes. I love that one so much. Okay. And that'll kind of lean into another question I had, because this is like at the beginning of your spiritual journey and it might kind of shift the conversation now, but it's something that I actually talked about on my Instagram a few days ago was a letter to my 18 year old self. And it brings a lot through, it really brings a lot through. And I invite you now and encourage you to answer that question. Like if you could talk to the 18 version, 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell her in relation to what you have learned? If it's still the same message or would that change with age? What do you feel like that would be? Because like, where were you at 18? You were beginning university. That's Mm -hmm. so insane. Yeah. I am a completely different person (laughs) to to say the least. Um, Before I had gone through one of the darkest parts of my life where I had to drop out of school, heaven was there with me. She pulled me out of it. I was probably the least confident person. I was very insecure, not confident, had, I was very unhappy. I did not have, and honestly feel like I had any purpose, any path, any reason to be here. I felt so lost and 
I think I was 19 there. No, I was 20. I don't know how old I was, but (laughs) 18 year old self. So starting university, that was still the same girl that I just explained in my darkest time. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could turn back time and talk to her, I would tell her to stop caring about what others think. And Mm -hmm. this is just the, one of the biggest themes in my life. Personally, it's one of my biggest lessons, things to teach, things to heal. Um, you know, having gone through severe bullying my whole life and being affected by it so badly, I can see now the truth of that and why people bully and, you know, projections and mirrors and all that. Absolutely. But I think the biggest thing is stop caring about what others think. It confined me to a box for so long. It made me insecure. Yeah. It made me hide my true self. It made me hide the things I wanted to try and do. And it made me overall a miserable person and it will to most people mm-hmm. when you give others your pa- others your power and control over your own life. And this is something I'm super passionate about talking about. And yeah, it would be to stop caring about what others think. Do what you want to do. Life is short. Go get it. It's so true. And I feel like both you and I have stepped more into this and I can't wait to see how we step even more into that as the years come because of course you know we're never at the top but like you and I this year really stopped giving a fuck about what people thought and easier said than done is it still a battle some days absolutely I still have dreams and nightmares of things where I was giving my power up and you know I had at the time reasons to do so now I look back and I'm like I'm never doing that again ever 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 no freaking way. And the second you stop caring is the second you start stepping into your higher self, like your higher version of yourself, because then you also start calling in your soul tribe. You start calling in your people that want to see you for who you are authentically. And they accept you for that. And that's something that, you know, Oh, I feel so amazing and incredible. And I can't wait to even meet more people through doing that. But this year, when I look and see all the people that I have called forward because of that, they feel so authentic and so real and so supportive of who I am as my true self. And that's so important. So incredible. Yeah. I think it's authenticity is just the biggest thing. It's Mm -hmm. so important. I think it's one of the biggest lessons on this earth journey. It's just so important to be yourself, to not care what people think. And if we all did that, this world would be so different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone would be that much closer to feeling passion and joy and excitement all of the time, all Mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. And I want to bring it back to you because you mentioned your bullying and how it affected you. And I mean, I'm your sister. I've seen it all from the other side, but people listening don't. And I want to know, like, what do you feel like they misunderstood about you the most? Like, what was that thing that they just did not understand about you? And that's maybe why they did. I know everyone has their own projections and things like that, but I feel like there's a piece of you that felt misunderstood throughout it all when you really just wanted to show up and be you and your typical Callie, like anyone (laughs) listening who knew Callie's a child, she had a like fire energy. Like she was spicy. (laughs) I think I've talked about this before on multiple podcasts, um, my energy as a whole, but specifically my intentions. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think people truly thought I was mean and out to hurt people. Mm -hmm. And it hurts me to think that. Um, All I ever was trying to do was trying to be authentic Mm -hmm. or was trying to protect myself. I, I think it's kind of a gray area because I don't necessarily know if people have bad intentions. Like I always try to see everyone as having good intentions. Yeah. But the truth is some people actually do things with bad intentions to hurt others. And I genuinely think that's what people thought about me. I think that people thought I wanted to hurt others. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be this and that because my authentic self threatened them. And again, that comes back to projections, but something I only had come to realize within the past maybe three months is that the way I'm projected to the earth, to the earth, to people on the earth, whatever, is so, <laughs> so deep, right? To others, a lot of people think that I have my shit together, have my shit, that I, you know, am this almost like perfect mold of something. And I subconsciously tried to live in this mold for so long from, you know, societal pressures, pressures from a bunch of different things in my life. But I think people's view of me, and mix of them thinking that I wasn't being authentic and had bad intentions is what really caused a lot of people to dislike me. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, like yeah. me going back and doing the healing and looking, what have I done wrong? You know, I didn't always make the best decisions, but I never did anything to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. I was simply always trying to protect myself and do what I thought was best in the moment while trying to also, yeah, protect my authenticity. Wow. That is so huge. And it really does go to show. And I think when you were authentically you and your goofy self and just trying to make people laugh, like Callie used to put on little (laughs) plays and she loved acting and stuff. And I feel like it brought this piece of people out that they felt like they couldn't do that. So why don't they sabotage her? Because that's a piece of themselves that they sabotage all the time because they just didn't feel like they could do that. Like, especially with you and your past, for those who don't know, she had a YouTube channel and I loved it so much. Like it was so inspiring to me. It still inspires me at that young age to actually have a following on YouTube. So cool to me. So cool. But other people didn't think that because they saw their own limits within that. And in return, how do we sometimes, you know, react when we're triggered is we're not the kindest people. And I mean, we've all been there, but when it's a group of people lashing out, it's, it's hard as a little kid too. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it mostly is when people see something in others that they're lacking in themselves. That's usually when people start to get judged or bullied or, you know, all those terrible things. But, um, I mean, I've done it to other people. Absolutely. Oh, they're like this. Why, why can't I be like that? Cause they seem perfect to me. Whereas I, I seemed perfect to a lot of other people, not that I'm perfect at all, but it's an image that I've had of myself and that people have portrayed me as for so long. Mm-hmm. And you're the one who brought it to my attention in yeah. like October or something. And you're not the first person who had, but you're the first person I actually heard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy too. When you mention the, just how others perceive us, especially on social media, like how people thought you had your shit together. Um, (laughs) I had an unfair advantage because I could see the other side when you were calling me and upset all the time because you didn't have your shit together. And I mean, one, it goes to show the sliver we know about people through 
mm-hmm. the filters, the mirror, whatever they want to put out there. But two, the energetics that we can choose to tap into. I think there was a piece of you energetically that wanted that so bad. So started projecting that. However, your subconscious mind and your conscious mind weren't actually there. So it created a deep exhaustion within you because you're releasing energy that you're not actually embodying or living. And that's really tiring. Yeah. So energetics is so important how you put yourself out there, especially when it comes to you not living in alignment with it. Yeah. It exhausts you. And that's where, again, authenticity is so important. And I think in the moment you actually did start to share, like, I don't have my shit together. I don't know what I want. And you actually started sharing that and being really honest. And that's when I noticed that barrier breakdown of like what people thought of you, you didn't care anymore. It was the truth. It was the like raw truth. And I think people respect that way more, way more. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's what really drives connection. Absolutely. And that's again, where we come into coaching, what we do and feels really good when you can spread energy, how you want it to be, and also be embodying it. And that's where like both the work, all the work comes in truly. Like, honestly, when it comes to coaching, I definitely recommend working with both Callie and I, because we work (laughs) on the complete different levels, but also bringing it all back together into one and it's mm-hmm. needed. It's so needed. And I mean, honestly, Callie's helped me with my subconscious blocks, a few of them, a few being money, one being, which is really funny. And I like to talk about it because it worked so well that I'm like, holy shit. But I was obsessed <laughs> with junior chickens from McDonald's, like the spicy junior chickens. So unhealthy, so bad for you. I loved them so much. And I was like, Callie, help me. Like, this isn't okay. And that's, you know, a piece of me being so real. And I mean, I used to be vegetarian and then I started eating meat and I became obsessed with junior chickens. Like that was the first thing I wanted when I ate meat again. (laughs) So I asked Callie to help me. And ever since our session, I think it was in the summer or the spring or summer. I don't know when it was, it was, I know you were doing it for your yes supply certificate. Like you were doing me doing it all as like practice. I haven't eaten a junior chicken since though. So I don't know what she did. (laughs) My mouth used to like salivate at the thought of it. And no, like, I don't care. I don't care about them anymore. I don't think about them. Like when I'm hungry, I'm not like, Ooh, a junior chicken would be good. I just like, (laughs) so it just goes to show the power of the subconscious mind. And when things get rewired and reprogrammed, how we can actually be living. And it goes to show how tightly we hold on to things because of the programming we're taught and oh the power that the subconscious mind holds is insane insane (laughs) it's honestly crazy and you're not the only client of mine who I've done that technique on that's actually seen those results Mm. it's sometimes I actually don't understand because I understand the science but to see it actually come into play is insane yeah and that's the one thing I'll also say is you need to want the change with subconscious work because if you don't, it won't work. (laughs) Well, that's like mom quitting smoking. She read a book that was all about rewiring her mind and she chose, yes, I'm ready to quit smoking. And through the book, they rewired her subconscious. And Mm -hmm. at the end of it, she went to go light a cigarette and gagged because they did such a good job through this book. I can't remember. Do you remember what it was called? I can't. Yeah, remember. it's um, it's by Alan Carr. I don't know what it's specifically called, but it's the easy way method. And it's just quitting smoking because I have the 
um, quitting bad sugar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. I was like, my mom loved smoking. She was a smoker for like two decades, almost. I want to say like it was a long time and she saw that as a way for the government to control her and she didn't want that anymore. So that (laughs) helped her quit, which is so funny to spite the government. She decided to quit smoking. Like that's the best way to make a healthy decision. (laughs) But that just, again, like she read she just read a book and it reprogrammed her subconscious. And again, that's how we know what we're consuming matters. Like that matters when we're reading, when we're on Instagram, social media, all the things that we read, it gets programmed in. So be very like cautious of that because she's exhibit A. <laughs> Absolutely. And I could talk about the subconscious mind all day, but I won't, yeah. but yeah. it is so powerful. And if you guys want to know and learn more about it and change your own mind, just go follow my Instagram. Um, and you'll get so much more information there. Yeah. I was going to kind of lean into that now. Is there anything else you want to share with people? Anything else at all that is like coming to your mind, flowing through you intuitively? I guess just, you know, regarding this type of work, um, if you guys are feeling the call to do subconscious work and to really up-level your life, and you're all in, I will be opening one-to-ones again very soon. Um, I will First of all, you. wait, wait, wait. We need to <laughs> celebrate and acknowledge that because think of where she was six months ago. She had no idea. And now she's ready and claiming what is hers. And I'm so happy and excited. Yes. 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 Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long, long journey. But something else I do want to claim is the fact that my clients – our clients that are go-getters. I don't work with clients who aren't ready for the change because mm-hmm. it simply does not work. Mm-hmm. And it not only wastes your money and time, it also wastes mine. Yeah. And I know that sounds harsh, but it's genuinely the truth. It's the type of coach I am. Mm-hmm. I'm here to rewire you, to motivate you, to push you. And if you're not ready to do that, that's okay. Work. But when you are, you know where to find me because I do the really, you know, I do the big work. We all do the big work, but I do the really hard ass type of work. (laughs) And that's what I discovered in myself. I'm not the coach who sits there and holds. I mean, I do hold space, but I'm not the coach who's going to nurture you through a spiritual awakening. I'm going to push you to change your life, your habits, how you spend your time, your days, and therefore your life. So, you know, it's all on a subconscious level. All of it is. Yep. I love that so much. That was so motivating. Like, fuck yes. We are here to claim what's ours. Step yes. into our freaking power that we have it. We have it. And now it's about removing the reasons why we think we don't have it. And that's yes. through all of the work, all of it. Awesome. Okay. Well, where can people find you if they do want to work with you? So you can just find me on my Instagram. It is Callie Hope. I don't actually even know how it's spelled. <laughs> She's so it. <laughs> uh, it's Cali Hope with two E's. So it's C-A-L-L-I-H-O-P-E-E. Um, you'll notice. Well, maybe by the time this podcast is up, I'll have a new post up, but I'm going through a complete rebranding. I'm going through a complete rebirth of my coaching business and where I want to put it, not where I felt like I had to put it. So yes. Um, I am active on there again, but if 
you're scared by the fact that I don't have a lot of posts. Don't worry. It's just because <laughs> I'm completely revamping this whole thing. And yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is such a perfect time for people to reach out because you are so ready. Like this is the time. Also it being January 5th, like you have a choice to make now. How do you want this year to look? It's not about things and life flowing. Well, yes, it is, but it's about taking radical taking a radical stance and taking action on what you want. And that's Mm -hmm. so bold. And you have all of us here to help you like take that stance. We know what it feels like. Callie is here and what better time. Definitely going to be posting her Instagram as well. When I upload the podcast, it's going up today. Um, so okay, that post (laughs) out there, Cal, so people can see it. And Yeah. If you guys are struggling with anything from your weight, eating habits, all of the basic type of changes you want to make in your life, the subconscious work really does help with it. Mm -hmm. And it all links back to your, your subconscious mind and your limiting beliefs and really digging in and finding the root. So seriously, any problem you're experiencing in your life, which just seems surface level if you work with me, we'll get down to all of the gunk in there that's preventing you from stepping into your next level and we'll remove it, rewire it. We're ready. We're doing this thing. Yes. It's really good. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you, Cal, for coming and giving me your time, your energy, giving everyone listening your time and energy. It does not go unnoticed. And I am so glad that you were the first on my podcast, of course, because yes. it just made sense. It just made sense. <laughs> Of course. Thank you for having me. I love podcasting. I'm so happy that I was able to come back on one and chat for a bit. Absolutely. Maybe we'll have you again where you can really like dive deeper into the subconscious and what it actually is, what it means, because that's important too. I love that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Amazing. Thank you everyone for listening. I love you guys so much. Have a great Wednesday. Happy hump day. Happy January 5th. And I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Bye. Bye.